Welcome to the Abandoning Average podcast here for the aspiring Christian woman. There's a lot of self-doubt. Why am I not doing this? And then you're like, oh, well, because just because I'm afraid of it. There's also this norm of, well, why are you doing something different? I don't want you to be. People want for other people to look at them and say, oh, that person is successful. They put their mind to something and they did it. What happens most of the time is people start something and then it doesn't go anywhere. I think a lot of people aren't aware that they're actually like afraid to do something out of the ordinary. So then they don't do anything. By choosing to do something different, you are setting yourself apart. Fear of rejection, fear of anything is normal. It's what you do with it. Fundamentally, being different, doing something different isn't bad because God has given a purpose and that's what matters. I'm your host, Amanda Boardwine, and welcome to the Journey to Abandoning Average. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 2. I am so excited to be able to talk to you about this topic today because I think it is such a prevalent thing to talk about right now. What we are going to be discussing today is self-care. And I don't know where all of you are coming from. I know for me, it has been an incredible journey learning how to really balance self-care and incorporate that into my life. And I've done a ton of research on this. And so if you have felt like self-care isn't important or it's really just pampering, I just encourage you to listen up and also to do your own research too, because this is a really, really big thing lately. There are so many people that are struggling with anxiety, with depression, with stress, being overworked, burnout. And that's a really common theme that we're seeing. And I don't know if you've seen that too, but I have. And that's why I want to bring this today, because I really think that self-care is such a huge thing that we need to have in our lives. And I'm going to tell you some statistics. We're going to walk through some ways to be able to incorporate that. But I just encourage you to have some open ears about this because I know a lot of people will say, you know, self-care is just pampering and just taking unnecessary time for yourself. And I really believe that couldn't be farther from the truth. As I said, we have seen so many people that have just, and and maybe it's even you, um, that's really struggled with anxiety, being burnt out from working so hard consistently over years and years, depression, stress, and it's just, it seems to be getting higher and higher. And what's really interesting is as that's getting higher, we're also turning to a lot of things that aren't really helpful. We're turning to, well, I'm tired and I just need to get this stuff done. So I'm going to work more or I'm tired. um, I'm just going to, you know, zone out and just be on my phone for hours, which is causing your, your mind to not be able to rest. And we do that at night so we can't sleep there's insomnia, like all of these things end up building up. And oftentimes our method of self-care isn't the best. And so it ends up kind of feeding into itself. And um, what I was actually reading a little bit is that oftentimes we think, okay, well, I'm just tired and I need to put more work in to be able to get to the level that I want to be at. And what I was reading is that a 56 hour work week puts out the same amount as a 70 hour work week. So what that means to me, (laughs) because that is a crazy statistic. That's 14 hours that were completely gone, basically. And what that means to me is there is a certain point when you reach 
tiredness and you're done and you need to let yourself be done. You need to let yourself actually rest and think of the productivity that you could have is if you took that time and were able to rest and pour into yourself a little bit. Think of how much productivity you would have in the next 56 hours rather than trying to cram in a 70 hour work week that isn't putting out the same amount. So I think it's undeniable that self-care and being able to rest is truly, truly important because there is a certain point that we all reach where we're just not able to produce at the same level as when we are rested. And so giving yourself that time, giving yourself that grace is incredibly important. And so we're going to go through some different ways that you can do that. But there is one thing that I want to say before we get into each of those points. And that is um, an analogy that I heard years ago. I think I was in my first semester of college, which by the way, I don't know if you guys knew, but my first semester of college I spent in Italy. It was incredible. And there were all these people from mostly from the States, but really all from all over the world. And that was such an amazing experience. But one of the people that I was with there, I remember him using this analogy about mental health and really working through some of the struggles that you have internally. And the fact is that a lot of us don't, a lot of us don't see that as such a big problem or issue or something that needs to be dealt with. I think that that's the best way to say it. Something that needs to be, you know, spent, like we need to spend time around our mental health. And what he was saying in this analogy was that really it's like if you had these cuts and open wounds on you and you walk into a room of people and you're holding them out and saying, hey, look, I've got this here, or maybe not even saying that, just walking around and holding your arms over people and just bleeding on them. And you may not even realize that that's what's happening, but that is what people are, it's it's transferring to other people. And it's showing that, hey, I'm hurting, I'm hurting, but you're not actually taking the time to heal yourself. And sometimes people might have to step in and say, hey, <laughs> did you know that you're bleeding? Did you know that like you've got a lot of pain written all over you? And that's where a lot of times we're, we're kind of brought to the light is somebody else stepping in for us and saying that to us. But can you imagine the effect that you would be able to have in your own health if you were able to recognize yourself that you're bleeding and not shoving that down, not trying to hide it? And I think that that's where a lot of people are. I know that's where I have been is trying to hide that piece of myself that needs help. And I think that that has always been a really good analogy for myself in using that and saying, okay, like, especially in in my prayer life, like being able to sit down and say, okay, God, can you reveal these open wounds to me so that I can heal and so that I can work through them and pray through them and let you cover them. You see, that's a really big part of our society is that we don't really put so much value in mental health. And I think we are more so now. But I was actually listening to a TED Talk from somebody and he was talking about this little boy who he watched. He was brushing his teeth. Um, I do not remember the name of the person, but I can find it for you if you guys really want to know. Anyway, he was watching this little boy brush his teeth and he actually fell off of his step stool and cut his foot and he, you know, cried for a minute and felt bad and it hurt and then he reached over and got a band-aid and put it on and then continued to brush his teeth. The guy that was watching this was like, oh my goodness, see, as a little child, this kid knew that you put a band-aid on your physical body that hurts, but how often do we really know that you're supposed to put a band-aid on your mental (laughs) on your mind. So I think if we can start treating our mind as something that is just as valuable as our body, that we are trained to heal these open wounds on our bodies, if we're able to switch that over to healing our minds and not 
creating such a stigma around that. I think we'll see a lot more health. And so what I want to kind of bring um, to the table is just a few different ways that we can really work through uh, different things that are going on in our minds, in our life, all of that, and just bringing the stress levels down, bringing the burnout down. And the first thing, (laughs) the first thing that I can say that I think some of us are going to find so hard, but I found it's really, really helpful for me is hitting pause. pause in your life. And what I mean by that is not going after your goals, but realizing that there is a certain point when you do need rest. And that is written all over the Bible. I mean, there are so many times where it's said, you know, you need to be able to take take a break and allow God to be able to um, show the blessings in your life and allow time for praise, allow time for reflection. That is so huge in the Bible. And that's not something that I'm trying to say, you know, don't like stop running the race or whatever. It's not unbiblical. Another thing with hitting pause is allowing yourself to, you know, maybe you've worked that 56 hour work week and you want to keep going to the 70 and realizing that that's not going to be the most productive for you. So listening to your body, listening to your mind, listening to the things that are really crying out for a break, for some reflection time, for um, just allowing yourself to be able to pause just for a minute. So that's that's one of the things that I think is just so huge is just turning off social media, um, allowing yourself to be able to get away and be with the people that you love. Um, maybe even giving yourself some introvert time. <laughs> if you are an introvert, I know I am. Hitting pause is honestly the first thing. Um, and that can be, you know, I've seen some people that just take, you know, five hours and I've seen some people that take a week, you know, and it, it really just depends on where you know that you're at and what you know that you need. It's all individually based. From there, I think a huge one is exercise. I, th- I think a lot of people think, you know, self-care is pampering. And this is where exercise is definitely not pampering. <laughs> and yet it is a form of self-care, getting out there and actually working your body and helping your body be able to feel healthy. And there's a crazy statistic out there that I just read um, this morning. And it said that people are actually statistically about 20% more effective if they have exercised and have a consistent habit of exercising. That's crazy to me. (laughs) That is crazy because I can tell you I'm not always consistent with that. And when I am, I feel so much more effective and so much more um, in tune with what I'm doing. And so I just encourage you guys, like if you are able to get out there and exercise, maybe that's a walk, maybe it's a run, maybe it's lifting weights, maybe it's going to your gym, whatever that is. I know that that can totally help your perspective on your day as well as helping you just have a healthier feeling body. Um, So that's the second one that I would say is exercise. And then the other one is nutrition. And this one really ties in. But part of um, having a healthy mind is being able to fuel your body to be able to feel the way it needs to feel and to be able to function at the capacity that it needs to function at. Um, It has to run off something. So fuel your body well, (laughs) and (laughs) then you're running off some good things and you're able to produce good things as well. Um, So another study that I read shows that running on fuel can actually make you more productive for a whole other hour in the day. So running off of something that's not necessarily good for your body, it completely cuts out that productive hour that you could potentially have. And so if you're trying to chase productivity and you're just, you know, snacking on whatever you can find, 
whatever's available to you in that moment that might not necessarily give you the fuel to be able to get back to work and to do it well. Whereas if you took just a little bit more time to find something that's really healthy or maybe meal prep, then you got to the point where you can go grab something that is healthy and you've got that extra possible hour of working. (laughs) So I mean, which one is more productive? And it usually comes out to statistically that if you are able to fuel your body well and healthily, it will give back. That's the third point. And then the last one is sleep. And I think what ties into this is I have started, um, Anthony, my my husband actually encouraged me when we got married. He was like, you need to keep your phone outside of your bedroom. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) I will start doing this. I think it was like maybe two months later. It took me a long time. But I started leaving my phone outside of my room and we have an alarm clock in our room, so no excuses there. And um, we have started, you know, using our alarm clock to get up in the morning. And I try not to check my phone for an hour after I've been awake. So I drink water in the morning, all of that. But it really, really helps my sleep. And that is the point, is that a lot of times I remember years ago, I used to say I was going to bed and then stay up for an hour laying in bed with my phone above my face with that bright light in my eyes. And I would like fall asleep by my phone falling on my face like (laughs) it was the worst and I thought that that was okay like I thought it was totally fine to you know try to catch a break and go to bed and just let myself doze off with my phone and I can tell you nothing is farther from the truth because your phone actually like pretends or tricks your brain into thinking that it's daytime. And so you're actually not going to get good sleep because your brain hasn't have time to convince itself that it is nighttime. So putting your phone away, giving yourself that time really allows you to be able to relax and have a really peaceful sleep. And then along with sleep, being able to allow yourself enough time to rest. Adults typically need um, seven to eight hours in a in a day to be able to sleep and rest. And so if you're not getting that, you know, maybe get strategic about how you can start getting that um start kind of work reworking your day and reworking your schedule to be able to get a good night's sleep. And then maybe, you know, taking some natural remedies or anything like that that can really help you um relax at night. And one more thing, one more thing is I think journaling is a huge, huge part in actually working through um, some mental blocks that you have, some lies that you've been telling yourself, the the way that you feel about your life, um, what you want to do with your life, uh, scripture verses that you're working through, prayers that you're, you know, praying, all of those things. Journaling is huge. I actually had a, a couple business leaders that I asked a while ago in my hair care business and I was like, you know, I'm, I'm working through a lot of lies that I've told myself over the years and a lot of things things that um, just aren't true. And it's really hard to work through those. And so how do you, you know, kind of work through every single process of that and make it clear and actually focus on it and really, you know, dig deep. And they were like journaling every single time. I would always say journaling, (laughs) journaling, journaling. And so I can tell you in hindsight, that has been incredible to be able to get up in the morning and work through, you know, just a page. Um, You can even have, uh, there's a lot of journals out there in just about any bookstore, sometimes even at like Walmart, Target, those kind of things um, that are like writing prompts, journaling, writing prompts, and you can just open those up and they've got some really good questions in there. You know, um, you know, what are some things that you've struggled with in the past year? What are some some things that you're proud of in the past six months? You know, different things like that, um, that just really help you be reflective and work through a lot of different things. And that's been a 
such a huge blessing for me. It's been so great. So I hope that that is super helpful for you guys. I know that I have really struggled in um, just having a healthy mind, having a healthy way of talking to myself. And I used to think that that was a lot of woo-woo and craziness out there. It's not. (laughs) I can tell you from the other side, it is definitely not. And I would encourage you to just take some time researching it and figure out, you know, what are some experts out there saying about self-care? What are they saying? saying about how to help your mind, how to help your body function at its highest. And I bet that you'll find that self-care is a huge, huge help in that. So I wish you all the best. I hope you are able to take some time and really rest and be reflective. Thank you guys so much for listening to this second episode in the season two of Abandoning Average. And I hope that you guys really were able to take away some good stuff from this. I hope you're able to really spend some time with yourself, really spend some time, not just pampering as some people would say, but really just letting yourself relax and be reflective and refresh your mind and your body for the work that you're called to do. I hope that you are able to do that. Don't forget to check the Abandoning Average podcast out on Instagram and share this out to your people. I will gladly put that over on my Instagram stories as well. And don't forget that we do have a Facebook group that you can join in on and have some great conversations with us. Thank you guys again so much for listening and I hope you guys all have a great day.